What's up, everyone? Welcome into a terrible football show, episode two. My name is Alex Light with Sparky Three. Hopefully, you're having a phenomenal day today because your day is about to get worse because you're listening to this garbage ass show where we are going to give you some of the worst predictions out there. You should most definitely not listen to our predictions. But hey, at least stick around for the show. You can laugh at us. We can laugh with you. We can have a good time. And who knows? Maybe maybe we might get some hits. You know, based on some of the picks that we had last week. Uh, uh, it looked kind of sketchy. We'll see how it goes. Uh, joining with me, as always, I got my boy. I got Mr. Yup Yup, Mr. Tyler Honeysuckle here on the phone. Tyler, how you doing? How you feeling coming out of week two of college and week one of the NFL? Man, I feel pretty good for my, my team and my fantasy team. Feeling like dog shit right now. Struggling. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Tyler, we did go head to head in our fa- uh, week one of our fantasy league. You can go down in the description below and go check out the link to see how everyone's doing it in a terrible fantasy league. I did end up coming out with a dub. And uh, if you guys listened to last week's show, we made a joke at the end of the show. It's like, hey, man, trade me Brandon Cooks for Michael Carter. He did. I accepted. And at my, at Brandon Cooks trade, that ended up that ended up winning the game for me if you look at the points. It is what it is. A little salty about that, huh? Hey, man, I just wanted to trade it no matter what it was. <laughs> you just have the thirst. The thirst of wanting to get trades. That's all it was about for you. That's all it was, man. Well, I hope, hope was was it worth it? Was it worth it? We'll find out later. That's true. That's true. I'm sure you have like 10,000 trades out there. I'm still waiting for another one, man. I told you to fire some up earlier. I'm still waiting on it. What's going on? Man, that's hot outside. Oh, come on. Come on. Fire me up some trades. We'll look at it. We'll talk. We'll see what we can get done. Uh, but uh, if it's your first time here, make sure to give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're listening to this on YouTube, give a like to the video. Subscribe to the channel. Maybe check out some of the other videos we have here on the channel for, like, Lighthearted Gamers or Anime and Plus. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, the Patreon's a great way to support us further, but don't feel obligated. Just be a friend. Tell a friend that you're listening to the show, and we, we can call it good there. And most importantly, make sure you go follow us at Twitter, at TerribleFBShow. Me and Tyler's going to start firing out some, uh, some trash-ass fantasy opinions on Sunday. Uh, for you to maybe consider. Uh, I'll say that we actually had a couple hits. We had some misses. We had some misses. Let's be real. Okay, we did. We had some hits, you know, with the, with the picks that we threw out there. Uh, you know, Corey Davis, I think, was a good one. Brandon Cooks was a good one. Uh, you know, but we, we definitely had a couple misses. But, hey, you know. Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah. You know, live and learn. Live and learn. We'll figure it out. Um, you know, we did get a decent hit of uh, saying to set the Buffalo defense. They only got up, what, a couple points. Uh, so, you know, so a couple hits, a couple misses. You know, it is what it is. You know, keep we're gonna we're gonna keep learning. We're gonna keep growing. That's what this show is all about. Um, with that said, uh, hey, let's just jump into it, man. Let's uh, talk about last week a little bit here. Let's talk about uh, how me and Tyler did. So week one of you know, so when it comes to the NFL, Tyler and I will be calling every single game all season long. College, we're just gonna kind of handpick some games to call out. Uh, we for college, we're not even gonna necessarily always call out our favorite teams, just really whatever we want to predict. Uh, but for NFL week one, not a hot start for me. Not a hot start. I try. I, I will say there were some picks that I made just to simply try to go against Tyler. Like, eh, well, he picked that. I'm gonna pick this. Uh, you know, it didn't necessarily, you know, go against how I felt towards the team, but it just didn't work out for me. I went eight and eight, so you know, right at five hundred. We, you know, hey, we got a long season to go. We're gonna bounce back here. Uh, for college, I went zero and two. Uh, I mean, hey, not a great start. But hey, we'll get it going. We'll figure it out. Uh, for NFL, for Tyler, you went eleven and five and zero uh, and three for college. So both of us, uh, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not off to a hot start for our college picks so far. 
But uh, hey, you got you got me in, in the lead there for our NFL picks, and uh, hey, I'll, I'll I'll bounce back. We'll figure it out. We'll get it together. It's all good. We got another week, week two. We're here. We're doing it. Um, let, all right, so let's we got we got some talking some good talking points here. Let's go ahead and kick things off with some college chat here. Uh, first one, this is going to be kind of short. It's just kind of nice for both of us because both of us are not a fan of this team. But hey, shout out to Florida State getting knocked off by Jacksonville State. How about that, man? Last minute, it was last minute hell mary, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last second, man. He had like three or four uh, Florida State defenders on him. Somehow he coordinated his way to the end zone. So it's always great. Hey, it's always it's always a great week in college football when Florida State gets the L, at least in my opinion, Tyler's as well. Uh, but hey, you know what? Shout out, just shout out to to the balls on this man. Uh, I did just find out today that there was a uh, Florida State lineman who proposed to his girlfriend after this game. Shout out to you, man, for for the, for those level of balls, you know, because now you're just going to carry it with you for the rest of your life. That oh yeah, we proposed, you know, after a Jacksonville State game where we lost the last second, you know, at a last second hail mary. Shout out to you, man. That's uh, I mean, I mean, in complete honesty, shout out to them. Hopefully, they have an absolutely wonderful uh, marriage or whatever. But y- you might want to con- reconsider where where you want to propose to someone. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I understand he was trying to get that post-game magic like we've seen before, like the Ian Johnson, of course, back in the Fiesta Bowl way back when for Boise State. That was obviously a magical moment for them, and we've seen that sort of moment at, you know, at a few different times since in college football. But, uh, hey, it just lost to an FCS school. Or I think it was, I think it's a I don't think yeah it's FCS I believe yeah uh, yeah you just lost to an FCS school at the last second you might want to reconsider when you're going to ask her to marry you just saying but hey hopefully hopefully they have a great uh, great marriage uh, so two weeks in two weeks in uh, USC has fired their head coach Clay Hilton I believe was his name um, this man has uh, escaped the chopping block on a few different occasions in the past. Um, you know, his record you know, at USC is not terrible, but it's not what USC wants, obviously. You know, you want to compete for a national championship every year. Um, but, you know, they lost to Stanford, and the man gets fired. Once that happened, oh, boy, oh, boy, Twitter set ablaze because that, then there started coming out some reports that Urban Meyer, current head coach, the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, is going to be potentially the USC head coach. Uh, but then we also, just before we started recording, we're getting reports of Eric Bieniemy, head offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, who has just gotten shafted in the head coaching search in the NFL the past two seasons, especially this past season. I felt like he was a lock. You know, I, I really did. I felt like he was a lock for a head coach, kind of disappointed that he didn't get it. Um, but now there's reports that he could be a head coaching candidate for USC. He has connections to Southern Cal and everything. Uh, but I will say this, you know, in terms of uh, this firing, it, it it feels very rushed, It it where it's like almost suspicious in a way. You know what I mean? Where USC, it, it's almost as if USC kind of knows that they may already have something lined up. I mean, hey, then again, it could just be literally – Hey, enough's enough. You just lost to Stanford. Stanford's like, okay, right now, whatever. You know, get out. You know, you've, you haven't really led us to any success besides like his second or third year. They got, I think they got to the Rose, Rose Bowl. I don't remember if they won or not. Um, but I don't know. It just feels kind of rushed where it's almost kind of suspicious in a way. I was, uh, I, you know, I was, I did see some other reports where it's like, there are some people that really do believe that uh, Urban Meyer could potentially make that jump. 
because there are some reports that Urban Meyer is just uh, not really settling into the NFL lifestyle per se, which I'm shit. Let's be real. We could have called that, you know, you know, I, I don't think Urban's going to make it through this season. And even if he does, I think he's going to be a one and done. I see no chance the man comes back for season two. If he does, okay, I'll eat my words. But, you know, I, I could see Urban Meyer pulling a Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino at least made it, like, what, through 13 weeks? I think Nick Saban actually did finish one season with Miami before he bounced. Um, but I think Urban Meyer could pull a Bobby Petrino. I think that man's going to be gone before this season's even over. But, Tyler, what's your take on this? Do you think that firing from USC feels almost kind of rushed where they didn't really let him get cooking? I know he's been on the chopping block before, but, like, with how rushed it kind of feels about how quick this was two weeks in, like I said, it kind of feels like they already kind of know potential candidates that could take the job, a.k.a. Urban. You know, do you see Urban uh, getting out of Jacksonville as soon as possible? What's your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, man, I don't see – I don't see Urban Meyer lasting in Jacksonville, mainly because he's been a winner everywhere he's been. Right. And in the NFL, you're not going to win with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just went one and fifteen. You know, like he's retired before because of health issues, but it's probably because he was losing a couple more games than he wanted to. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to last in the NFL. And USC, they're a they're a big name that fell off the market like true like people people used to go to usc because it was like a powerhouse they wanted to go there they're it's in los angeles yeah yeah tradition and everything and then now they're just like oh usc that's cool they don't really know the history behind usc and that's kind of derailed their football team here recently mm-hmm. yeah so and then the enemy i mean i why leave Kansas City when you're basically – you're probably going to make the Super Bowl almost every year. So, I mean, that's probably one reason why he hasn't taken a job. But, I mean, this would be a, a good fit for him since he's from – like he has ties to South Carolina, uh, Southern California and everything. This would be a pretty, pretty solid opportunity for him. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, I can't, I can't help but to wonder the mindset of what Eric Bieniemy is on this thing. Like, you know, because because obviously he is one of the top head coach candidates for the NFL. He has been for the past two seasons. I, like I said, he kind of got shafted. I feel like 2019, okay, a little bit more excusable. It's like, okay, let's get another year under your belt as an OC. Let's dominate, whatever. But coming in, you know, after 2020. Coming into 2021, I do genuinely feel like he got shafted. I really do. You know, I, you know, I'm not going to take any credit away from. I, I think Bob Sala was is a, is a surefire lock for for the Jets. Uh, I will say, uh, Coach Dave Dave Poli, I believe, down in Houston. That one, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of the hiring on that one. Uh, but then Eric Bieniemy could have said to Houston, "No, nah, I'm good. That, that's that's a, that's a train wreck. I don't want to get onto right now." Um, but I do think coming into next season, Eric Bieniemy, if he you know he is going to be a hot coaching candidate, probably the number one candidate for the NFL for a new head coaching gig. So it's kind of like where where is his priorities lie in a situation? Does he want to dominate in the NFL or does he want to dominate in college? I feel like if he makes a step down to you know from from the pros as an OC down to USC uh, head coach, you know I feel like that is a that is a great opportunity for him to really be the man. You know what I mean? He he's going to be able to be the man and help rebuild this this you know f, you know this school this uh, pl- um, program like you're saying where it's like it's really lost its luster because it has honestly the whole Pac-12 has lost its luster. Well, you know I say that, but obviously Oregon kind of proved us both wrong this past weekend. But uh, you know oh, for the for the most part, let's be real. 
the Pac-12 has really lost its luster over the past few years. I mean, it's just like Pac-12, okay, well, whatever. You know, kind of do your thing. You know, no one really cares about you kind of situation anymore. And, and I think a big hit because of that is because of USC, where USC is no longer the dog over there. So Eric Bieniemy going there potentially would be interesting. I honestly just – I don't know why. I, I'm going to put my gut – my gut's telling me to say Urban. I really do. I don't think Urban's going to last through this year. You know, because, you know, he, like you said, he's not used to losing. You know, he's lost, like, what, six, seven games in, in the X amount of years that he coached at Ohio State. And is he going to be able to fathom in his head that he's going to lose that much in one season? And he, you know, and that, the fathom that he could lose that much in one season and can potentially make the playoffs if he only lost, like, six games, you know? I don't know if he can, I don't know if he's going to be able to necessarily fathom that. You know what I mean? All the losing that he's going to have, especially with the, with the uh, franchise that he's in currently. I just don't think Urban's going to make it. Uh, and I have been seeing some people say really keep an eye on this situation because there is a – I do think there's a legitimate chance that Urban could potentially go to USC. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, man. But like I said, I, I'm putting money on it. Urban will not finish this season for, for Jacksonville. And if he does, he's out. He's not coming back for a year or two. So, hopefully it gets squared away in Jacksonville. That is one of my squads that I do support. Uh, I was never a fan of the Urban hire. I, just, I don't think he's a good – I don't think he's going to be a good NFL head coach. It's, it's that simple. I think uh, the, what, the way he coaches, the way he manages is better for a college game. Um, and I do think uh, he'll be back in the college ranks at some point. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how, I don't know how, con, you know, how the contracts work on that. I have no idea. Um, you know, let's hop over and talk about some pro stuff here. Uh, man, what, what, what the hell – what the hell does the Chiefs have to be able to turn on this switch where they can just do whatever the hell they want and just come back out of nowhere? Obviously, it didn't work in the Super Bowl. didn't work then. But in so many other situations that we've seen, Houston Texans in the playoffs, this game, the Super Bowl before, like, what, 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 the, he- what the hell is wrong with this team, man? Like, they can just turn on a comeback switch like it's nothing. Oh, yeah, man. They're just, they're just out there just playing – Playing my game, giving uh giving the Browns like hope that they're actually gonna win, starting to believe it, and then like, man, y'all know who y'all daddy is. <laughs> and you know, you know, talking about the Browns as well, man. Uh, they are in such a great position as a team and as a franchise right now. The best one they've re- probably really ever been in since I don't know. They went to the AFC Championship back in the mid '80s or so. Uh, I mean, it's been a long time coming, and what the Browns need to do is they need you know they just need to learn how to finish a game. You know what I mean? And this game was proof of that. I feel like they have all the pieces they need to succeed, but they just got to learn to finish. But, you know, going into this game, man, it's just some what the hell with these Chiefs. These Chiefs are just insane with the amount of comeback mode. The, the, the clutch mentality that this team has is unbelievable, man. Uh, and then also the Lions. How about that, dude? The the Niners were beating the crap out of the Lions for the majority of that game. And, you know, Dan Campbell's team, you know, decided, all right, let's go ahead and shoot off some kneecaps now and just kind of brought it back. They didn't end up winning. The, the Niners managed to hold on. But, man, what what the hell? Those – dude – what did what, okay? What did you think about the Lions with every, you know with ha, with what you saw out of them in that second half? Like it, do you, if if they can kind of ring that in and play like that for the full sixty minutes, I feel like this Lions team could be, could be dangerous. Yeah, they they're exceeding a lot of expectations. And golf over it's only damn sixty passes a game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny sixty passes a game, and yet DeAndre Swift was still getting his touches. That's it. 
and he's in the rece- reception too. He had eight on him. Right, so, right. I mean, hey, they're just out there slinging the ball. Yeah, you know, unfor- I, I was watching the end of that game, man. I was on the edge of my seat. I really was. Like, obviously, I'm a Bears fan, but uh, and I know they're an NFC North uh, division rival. I don't really, I don't have any hate towards the, the Lions. I mean, how can you with how bad they always are? I was rooting for them. Like, come on, Lions, you got this, you got this. But even though, even though they they did lose, I do feel like that single game did put put finally put a little bit of hope in the city of Detroit right now for their lines, you know, where they, they saw the potential of what Dan Campbell's squad can do. Uh, because, I mean, that, I mean, let's be honest, that, that Niners defense, that's a tough-ass defense. That's one of the best defenses in the league, man, especially when they're healthy. They hit a lot of injuries last year, that, you know, across the board, offense and defense. That's what caused them to be one of the worst teams in the league last year. Um, but, man, you know, for the Lions to do what they did, give them props. Absolutely, getting props. I mean, what a what a game! What a game! Um, let's talk about your Bills, man. Your what 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 happened? What happened? I mean, you, your Bills couldn't get it done against the Steelers. Uh, I I was shocked to see this. Obviously, Bills Bills Mafia is kind of shocked to see this. What happened, man? Because I to me, I, I was from what I saw. Just I don't feel like the Bills were the Bills uh, on Sunday. So, w- what's your take on it? Yeah, man, I agree. I don't, man. I don't even know how to even talk about this because that was just straight embarrassment in the second half. Like, I mean, Josh threw 51 passes, lead to 30, but he only had one touchdown. I mean, Diggs still got his, but he only had 69 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it, nothing looked right, like at all. Nothing looked right the whole entire game. And, hey, we deserve to lose after that. Do you think one thing that uh, definitely hurts your squad right now is that you guys, in my opinion and your opinion potentially as well, you may agree with me on this, uh, that you guys don't really have a solid run game? Oh, yeah. I agree 100%. Like, we just we need a runner. We need a runner right. that is, like, shady, I guess. I guess, like, a couple of years ago when we had shady that could run but not, like, dependent on the run. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we uh we healthy scratch Moss on that game. So Singletary got majority of the carries and then we also had Breda who had four carries for forty yards. But it was pretty much just Josh Allen running and slinging the ball a couple of times and then every now and again we give it to Singletary and he gets five, six yards and we go back with throwing it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree on that. You you guys need to get a better run game. Obviously, we're at a point now where it's not going to necessarily happen, you know, with where we are going into week two. But I'm saying going into next offseason, I feel like if you guys get uh, a solid running back, whether it's through the draft or free agency or, hell, maybe even, maybe through a trade. We'll see. Um, I feel like that's going to really put you guys in a lot better position to make a run at this thing because you, you guys really need a, a better run game to take some pressure off Josh. Throwing 51 passes, like – that's that, let's be real. While that's cool, it can light up the scoreboard, whatever. It's it's flashy. It's fun to watch as a fan. If you you know, but if you're a fan who really kind of understands the game, or if you're a coach, you don't want your quarterback throwing fifty passes in a game. You just don't. Let's be real. Uh, and we saw that a lot. <laughs> we saw that a lot this past weekend, didn't we? Um, but that that's something I definitely think could uh, put the Bills in a better spot. Uh, now, now, who else is kind of in a, in a little bit of a rough spot and was you know like you said embarrassing? Man, what the what what's going on with the Packers? You know, and Jameis, man, Jameis, you know he lit it up. I, I want to shout out the fact that I thought it was so funny that Jameis had four TDs and he didn't have a hundred passing yards yet. 
you know, Jameis did in the game with five TDs, and the Saints just lit up the Packers. Uh, I mean, he's really beat them down. Um, Aaron Rodgers did get benched in the uh, in the fourth quarter, I believe. That's nothing really to look into. I mean, the game was a blowout. What's what's the point? There was no chance they were going to come back at the time that he got benched. So protect his health, put Jordan Love in, see what Jordan can just do. You know, get some more chances to see Jordan play. Of course, always a good thing for the you know in that in the situation that they're in with a uh, with their future quarterback in waiting. Um, but if you're a Packers fan, are you really worried about this, um, or, or are you just going to kind of brush it off? Because I mean, uh, you know, we we saw Aaron in his press conference where it's like, "Hey, I played like shit. Team played like shit. It is what it is. We got 16 more games." We saw Devonta Adams tweet out, "You know, flush it and keep it moving." You know, is that kind of your mindset as a fan? Uh, obviously, I'm a Bears fan. I hate the Packers, but I respect the Packers. You know, so I'm looking at it from a, a you know respectful uh, opinion here. In my opinion, I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. I mean, you get the reigning MVP. You know, you have, you know, a loaded team. Your defense is a little sketchy. Let's be real. The defense, you know, that's going to be a concerning point for the Packers all season long. But, I mean, you're still the, you're still the Green Bay Packers led by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't think there's anything to really worry about for this game. I think they're just going to flush it. I think they're going to come back and they're going to bounce back Monday night against Detroit. Um, but, you know, what, what's your take? If you're a Packers fan, is this something for you to worry about? Or when, when would you start to worry? I would probably start to worry if they start out like 0-5 or something. <laughs> okay, fair, Cause, fair. Because, you know, on the longest yard when uh, the line got mad at uh, quarterback yep. and they just let everybody through, I feel, I feel like that was the whole entire game. That they were just letting, letting them through and just Aaron Rodgers just sitting back there because he, he don't give any fucks right now. He's like, what they gonna do? Release me? They gonna make me happy? <laughs> you know, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Hey, he's just out there just collecting the check. Yeah, and yeah, that's but, what I, that's how I look at it. Right, and their offensive line obviously is in a rough spot. You know, David uh, Bakhtiari is currently still out. I think there was another starter. I think there was like a Pro Bowl starter they had. They moved to left tackle in it for this game. In the meantime, I think they had two rookies starting potentially. You know, their offensive line was in rough shambles. Also, shout out to the Pat McAfee show for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday when Aaron Rodgers said on the first interception he threw, he got hit in the nuts. Shout out to that. That was pretty funny. And I actually went back and rewatched the interception. You, you can kind of see where he gets hit in the nuts. It's kind of a rough shot, you know, looking at it from the angle that you're looking at. But if you look at it just right, you can tell where he gets hit in the nuts. So, <laughs> shout out to that. I thought that was funny. But, you know, for me personally, if I'm looking at this as a Packers fan, I'm personally not worried about it. I mean, it sucks, puts a bad taste in your mouth. But, I mean, like, like Aaron said, you had 16 more weeks, man. This is not, this is not college, right? You, you, you don't lose one game and you're, and you're done for the season potentially for a championship because that's college like 95% of the time. If you lose one game, your season's pretty much over, at least for the, the, cha- the national championship, right? Nine times out of ten, that's the case. So, I mean, you got a whole season. Now, I will say, if they go out on Monday night versus Detroit, now this Detroit team, they looked hot. D- you know, Detroit lost, but they're going to be coming in this game hot, red hot, ready to go. If the Packers lay another egg on Monday night against the Lions, then I may have some concern. You know, then that's when, I, if I was a Packers fan, I'd be like, okay, let's ring it in a little bit. You know, I'm still not going to panic. I'm still not going to say the season's done, you know, because, there, you know, we still got a long way to go. But that's when I'm going to say, okay, we, we got to figure out what, what the hell's going on right now. You know, you know, this first game, you know, the, the Saints are, they have a good defense, you know, you know, with a lot of great players. So, beat up offensive line for the Pack. But, no, you're right. That offensive line didn't do, uh, didn't do Aaron a lot of favors, but, 
you know, I think I think they'll reel it back in. You know, we'll see how they do on Monday night. Give them a few, give them a few more weeks. I think they will reel it back in. I, I still think they are the definite front runner for the NFC North. Uh, and talking about the NFC North, last team, last uh, real major talking point here is my Bears. Sunday night football against the Rams coming into this. I, I had, I, I'm look, I'm a I'm a diehard Bears fan. Yes, and there's gonna be other Bears fans out there that may criticize me. It's like, oh well, you know, you're not a true Bears fan because you're just gonna sit, you're sitting here trashing them. No, okay, look, first off, I'm a football fan first, Bears fan second. Let's get that out of the way. And second off, I'm a realist. All right, I'm not gonna sit here and just say the Bears are gonna win every single damn week because that's just not the case. I knew we were going to lose coming in this game. There was no chance. I mean, I just, we had, that Rams defense is just too good. Uh, Stafford knows our defense really well. Stafford, you know, he's a great quarterback, and I feel like the, I feel like the entire country that's not Detroit, Michigan, got to see how good Stafford really is. You know what I mean? Stafford is a man who put up 5,000 passing yards in Detroit. He is a man who put up 4,000 passing yards in Detroit like eight different times. You know, he was a man who played in Detroit at quarterback – and he was never the problem for why the team stunk. I mean, you got to be a good quarterback for that to be the case. Because if his team stinks, naturally you're going to look at the quarterback position most of the time. You know what I mean? You know, for uh, it doesn't surprise me that we lost. Uh, there were a couple things I did like. You know, I thought uh, David Montgomery, you know, he ran a lot better than I thought he was. You know, offensive line, you know, kind of in a rough spot. We had a couple injuries happen within this game, you know, which that's worrisome. Um, about where our line's going to be going into week two. But I thought David ran a lot better than I thought that I was going to ever give him credit for. Uh, you know, we were kind of flirting with the dual quarterback thing, which in my opinion, that is always a red flag. That is always 100% a red flag to me, is if a team is going to be running between two quarterbacks, kind of like Miami did last year with uh, Ron Fitz and Tua. If we're going to run between uh, Justin and Andy, where Andy's going to be doing a lot of passes, Justin comes in for special plays and stuff, okay, cool, you're wanting to get Justin some experience, but that that's all. That's never a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, you know, our defense looked like shit. Go ahead and say that up front. Our defense looked like shit. You know, the you know, let's let's talk about the one play that a lot of people are highlighting right now, where it's like you know, uh, Matt Stafford just torched us with a TD to Cooper Cup. I mean, what the hell happened on that play? I mean, like for anyone that does not say that was blown, that wasn't like blown coverage. I've seen some people talk about that. I've seen like Dan Orlovsky, who's a great commentator, by the way. I love what he's doing on ESPN. But that was blown coverage. That was not Matt Stafford pulling off the safeties. That was Eddie Jackson to Sean Gibson flat out just not being on the same page and getting burnt. All right, and with you know, which brings in the talking point: What is going on with Eddie, man? He had one great season. We signed him to a massive deal, and ever since he hasn't been the same guy. And I feel like there's a lot of different contributions that go into that, from like you know, changing some defensive schemes with you know, once Vic uh, got the head coaching job in Denver, but also Tyler, one of your boys from Penn State, Adrian Amos. We should have never let him walk. Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson was such a great compliment together. And ever since then, we've been trying to fill that strong safety spot where Eddie Jackson had to do strong safety because Aha Clinton Dix couldn't do it, taking Eddie Jackson out of his natural environment. Now we have Deshaun Gibson Jr. He's he's okay. I mean, he's not like a he's not like a, you know a superstar you know rece- you know safety or anything. He's been okay at average his entire career. We should never let Amos walk, man. Uh, and he, of course, he goes to Green Bay. You know, Amos and Eddie they were a perfect complement together. But I don't know what the hell's going on with our defense. I really don't. You know, we we got to figure out uh, what what the hell's going on. Um, Tyler, as a fan from afar, did you see any anything with the Bears that you know that you want to chime in here? Whether it's Justin, how David ran, how our defense looked, or offensive line looked, anything of the sorts? Hey, look at Cole Komet. Finally doing something in the NFL. I mean, true. Yeah, true. Hey. Um, 
you know, I don't think it'll be much longer before Cole's going to fully get the reins and Jimmy will be out the door. I thought Jimmy was going to be out the door coming into the season personally, just because of cap, not because of, not because I hate Jimmy or I don't think Jimmy could, you know, bring us, you know, something to the team because he did catch like what, eight or nine TDs last year. Um, but just because, you know, just a cap space alone. You know, I, I do think uh, going into next season, I think it's going to be uh, um, Jasper and Cole being our guys, which I love that. I love that guy, Jasper, or, or Jesper, Jasper, uh, Horstead. Love that guy, man. He had a great preseason. I love what I see out of him. Looking forward to him being a, a tight end number two for us. But, yeah, I mean, Cole, you're right. Cole finally did something. Uh, Allen Robinson, I mean, he he got his catches. I mean, he didn't blow out all the game because, again, we can't that, – that, that, that defense, man, they just shut us down. They just shut us down, man. Andy just couldn't really do anything against it. I mean, it's no surprise. Aaron Donald was just, you know, getting up in the, uh, you know, in his face all game. And then, you know, on the opposite side uh, of the ball for us, you know, Cleo Mack. I mean, Cleo Mack, I mean, you know, on a couple of pressures, he got like maybe one or two tackles. I mean, you know, for the amount of money that we have dip into that defense right now, we've got to get some more productivity out of them. You know, Eddie Jackson, Cleo Mack, like we got to get something more out of them. We're, you know, I think this past offseason, Tyler, you and I talked privately about this, and it was just kind of a conversation point where it's just like, would you be fine trading Khalil Mack? Would you be fine trading Eddie Jackson? And my mindset is yes. Okay, takes a huge cap lift off our off our cap, obviously. And, you know, we can get that for future picks, whatever the case is, maybe some other good younger players, whatever. Because it's just like, Khalil Mack's a superstar. We know that. But, I mean, where's his superstardom been the past two or three years? Like, his first year in Chicago, great. After that, like, while, yes, he's a pro bowler on paper, but let's be real, pro bowl is a popularity contest, um, where, like, his, his numbers have steadily declined, just like Eddie's. So, for the amount of money that we have tied up into our defense, we got to get some improvement. We got to. We got to, man. Um, but yeah, any any last thoughts on the Bears, and we'll 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 move on. Oh man, let let Monty keep running that ball. So my fantasy turns out. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if you got if you got David Monty, or you can get David Monty for cheap somehow in a trade, or maybe in by some chance in your league, he's not even picked up, which I highly doubt that'd be the case. But you never know. Uh, I think I think I saw like ninety nine percent rostered on ours. Um, I definitely give David David uh, Monty a look at fantasy because he's gonna get he's gonna get like twenty something touches a game at this point with how well he played week one. I think he I think he's kind of solidifying himself as a you know twenty to twenty five a game touch you know uh, uh, with the ball, which is a good thing. It's a good thing for us. Establish the run game. Let's get the run game going. Um, oh yeah, and uh, and if, if Justin Fields available in fantasy, pick him up. Just do what I did. Just draft him until he's ready to Fuck go. Fuck you. I hate you. I was so mad at Tyler when he drafted Justin. I was going to get Justin really late and just hold on to him and see what happens. And I will say, in terms of Justin, I did see one report, and this uh, is per Jay Glazer, where the Bears – and this is what I've been predicting for past, like, what, three or four weeks now. I think I've said it to you. I've said it to random people at work that will come up to me or say, oh, when do you think we're going to see Justin Fields play, week two? Uh, I've been saying all along, probably week four. I'd say week four at the absolute earliest. And from reports that I've seen, uh, that's kind of what that's kind of the Bears' mindset as well. Is that if they're going to potentially start Justin soon, uh, week four is ideally the, the time, which it would be against the Lions. Uh, I think you know ne- next week we're playing Cincinnati, uh, and I cannot remember who we're playing week three. The Browns. The Browns. That's right. Yep. And then it's yep. the then it's the Lions, and I think week five is the Packers. Um, Raiders and Packers. Raiders and Packers, right. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, so week four uh, Lions would be the earliest that we would see Justin start potentially. 
which you got to think Justin's going to start at some point this year. He's going to uh, just at some point. That I mean, they have to see what the future will, is going to potentially look like. You know, we got a couple of glimpses of um, of flash from him just being a strong rusher. I think he can play like what two passes, but I mean, like they didn't really give him the ball that much. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see. Um, let's hop over some news here, man. Uh, first up, Raheem uh, Morstead, man, his season is over due to a knee injury. Now, from what I kind of gathered for this, there was the possibility he was going to be able to come back this season, but they went ahead and pulled the plug on his season so he can come back 100% for next year. Um, that's kind of the way I understood it. So, in terms of fantasy, hey, you know, some of those, uh, like Trey uh, Samana, I believe is his name, uh, and uh, Eli Mitchell. Uh, those could be some good fantasy pickups for you. But, you know, T's and P's to Raheem. Hopefully he can come back uh, better and stronger than ever. Uh, Steelers and TJ Watt finally agreed to their extension, uh, four year, $112 million extension. And then I thought this one was kind of funny. Marshawn Lattimore agreed to extension. I saw this news literally like probably less than an hour after the Saints Packers game. This broke. And I thought that was kind of funny, but he agreed to a five year, $97.6 million extension with the other sort of guarantees and, and bonuses he could potentially make where it's upwards to a hundred, a hundred million. It's the most lucrative deal for a DB in NFL history, which I mean, Hey, though, though that, that gets broken like every most every other deal, you know what I mean? Uh, we're going to always hear the terms, oh, that's the most lucrative deal for exposition player in history. That's just the norm at this point. Uh, but no, shout out to TJ, shout out to Marshawn. Great players in this league currently and uh, definitely m- money well-deserved. And also, again, once again, T's and P's to uh, Raheem Morstead to hopefully he can get back better and stronger than ever. Uh, last bit of news here. This is from, I'm talking about some college. This was actually really, really interesting when this popped out. Uh, all right, so this it was officially voted for UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston are going to be joining the Big 12. Man, how about that, dude? Big 12 is losing Texas and Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma State's kind of feeling that one, losing their main rival or whatever. But, hey, Ohio, but no, uh, Iowa and Iowa State make it work. So, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma do the same thing. But uh, Big 12, you know, when they lost Texas and Oklahoma, two of the, you know, Oklahoma being someone who's been consistently really good for a while. Texas, eh, they've kind of dropped off. They had a couple little moments, but they haven't really been the same team since Colt left. Let's be real. Uh, but they've had some some time back into the to the spotlight here, sort of recently. Um, but then, but you know, Big Twelve losing those two. They lost Nebraska years ago. Uh, they lost uh, who else? They lose years ago. They, I know they lost Colorado, but Colorado wasn't a, a major factor anyway. I'm just gonna be completely real on that. Um, but, you know, with the teams that they've lost years ago, Big 12, I mean, they're not even 12 anymore. They gained uh, TCU, I believe. Um, but, it's, you know, they also gained West Virginia. But it's just like the Big 12 has been kind of like – they're a Power 5 conference, but they're just like the low end of the Power 5. You know what I mean? And the, and the Pac-12 has been the same thing. They've been on like the low end of the Power 5 where it's like eh, it's mostly, you know, Big 12. I mean, I'm sorry, Big 10, ACC, and SEC, primarily obviously SEC. Um, but with these teams coming in, BYU has been a little bit better these past few, uh, past few seasons. Uh, Cincinnati's been been great, let's be real. Let's be real. Um, I can't remember the head coach's name. I believe his first name is Luke. Uh, you know, he's built a hell of a program led by Desmond Ryder, of course. Desmond Ryder is one of my favorites uh, for the Heisman. So I think Desmond's going to have a really phenomenal senior season. Uh, Houston, 
I, I, I don't think Houston's been super great. I mean, they've had moments. They've had some decent players come out. UCF has, has usually been consistently pretty good uh, where they've, ha- they've gone undefeated. They've gotten pretty high in ranking stuff. But, you know, U- UCF now coming over into the Big 12, this is a chance for them to really show if they're going to be good. You know, if they can really stand up to the, to, to, to the top competition. Because we've seen this before. You know, you know, random shout out here, you know, Hawaii. Way back when they had, when they had my boy Colt Brennan, rest in peace. Uh, they got number 10. They got ranked up to number 10 in the nation. But then they got blown the hell out by Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. It's like 48 to 7. You know, they, they couldn't stand up to the real competition. So it's going to be the same thing. Well, in Tyler, what's your thoughts on this for the Big 12? You think you know this is overall a great move? I mean, obviously they're getting more teams. That's automatically a better move for them. But the teams they chose, the teams that they agreed upon, you know, do you think any of these teams are going to be major factors? For me, I say UCF and Cincinnati are going to be major factors in the Big 12. BYU, eh, they'll be okay. Houston, I think Houston's going to be towards the bottom of the Big 12. What's your thoughts on this move? Yeah, I agree. And uh, shout out to Terry Mahajan leaving Arkansas State to go to UCF and then being able to complete a deal to go to the Big Twelve, hey, that's a that's a power move right there. That is a that's putting your dick on the table. That's a big that's a big dick move. Hey, I think UCF might be the best one out of the bunch to join the Big Twelve. You know, really? Because I I personally think it's Cincinnati with what they've built up. But you think? I mean, well, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me think about this because Cincinnati, man, they've built up a hell of a program over just like the last four to five years. While UCF's been a little bit longer, they've been consistently pretty well in their lane for like probably like the past seven or eight. So okay, maybe I can maybe I can agree with you on that. Yeah, and then uh, BYU, that's that's pretty solid, I guess. That's more that's probably more of like a basketball move, in my opinion, a football. Because they're already a decent basketball, like, like because Jimmer back in the day, he basically put BYU on the map, and they've been they've been pretty decent here recently. But yeah, this this just isn't a isn't a, a football move. Like, I I, I see it uh, affecting other sports. True. But yeah, yeah, UCF for football, Cincinnati for football, Houston, man, they just needed. They needed to be with the other Texas teams. Yeah, that was just like, <laughs> hey man, just get your ass over here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that that's just one of them where you just hold your hand out and just hope that they're like, all right, and just come on with us. Hey, hey, I mean, it could really benefit Houston because think about it. That's going to help with recruit with uh, recruiting. You know, you go to Houston now. Houston Cougars can possibly build up a hell of a program, and you're going to be part of a Power Five conference. Uh, I will say in BYU, you're right. You know, it's going to help with basketball as well as other sports. And also with BYU, even though, like, uh, they're not, like, a national championship contender every year or anything, they are a notable school. You know, like, they're, they're more notable than, than in terms of history. In terms of history, I'd say BYU is the most notable on this list if we're talking complete history. All right, yeah. they're they're the most notable. So you know that that's the plus side uh, is that you know you're adding at least uh, some more recent, relevant, notable teams with Cincinnati and UCF, BYU because of its rich history, and then Houston's like, hey, I mean, you're a Texas school. I mean, there's a couple other Texas schools, man, but who cares about the Roadrunners, right? Who cares about the Miners? Houston, yeah, you can come on over. You've had at least a little bit of success. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a Big Twelve. Just they they pick and choose the teams that they knew would be like, hell yeah, we'll come. Because if they wouldn't have got them, hey, two, three years, there wouldn't even be no Big 12. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I do feel like this was a little bit of a desperate move. You know, while Cincinnati and UCF and BYU, it's just like, okay, 
besides obviously region. I mean, if we're talking the map, the map for the Big 12 is obviously just completely fucked at this point. Uh, so just ignore the map part of things. Uh, but, in, you know, those three, it's like, okay, I can see Houston. That felt like, like a little bit of a desperate move to me. Um, now, also, honestly, I could just be sleeping on this. I I just kind of generally know, looking from the outside in, that Houston's not been a good team. Who I could be completely wrong on that. You know, this is just could be me just being a terrible uh, analyst here. Um, but I do think it was a little bit of a desperate move because you're right. You know, give it a few more years, man. Uh, if they didn't make a move like this, like at the time that they did, since the news for Oklahoma and Texas just popped out, like what a month, two months ago, um, then the Big Twelve, like. Ooh, what were the rest of the teams going to do? West Virginia, were they going to try to like, hey, hey, what's up, ACC? Can I come over there? You know, I mean, you got Virginia Tech and Virginia. Can you can you squeeze me in? You know, what was, um, you know, Iowa State going to do? Were they going to be like, hey, what's up, Big Ten? You know, can I come your way? I mean, I got Iowa in there. Like, hey, what's up? You know, like, like what, what was going to happen? Oklahoma State, were they going to try to bounce too? You know, what about Baylor? Uh, what about TCU? Um, so, I mean, you're right. You know, this is them trying to keep their conference alive. And, I, you know, while it will keep the conference alive, I mean, at this point, I don't consider Big 12 a power conference. I mean, I know it is. I know it's a power five. You know, I know. But at this point in time, I just – I don't think it is. I really don't. I think Big 12 just stinks, in my opinion, besides Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, like basketball, they're a big they're power five. I mean, yeah, probably, true. Yeah. I mean, but, like, you know, one sport don't make a conference. No, and you're right. You're right. Once you're and that that's that's a consistent friendly reminder. Since this is a terrible football show, my mindset is on football. But no, I mean you're right because this recent uh, NCAA champion was Baylor, right? For yeah. basketball. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, they've obviously got some uh, some good teams in other sports. Uh, in other sports, they're a, a power five, but in football, who they got to get it together. And maybe maybe this hey. will help them. We'll see. Hey, ponder this one though. Get a phone call, Nebraska. When we come back, <laughs> hey, because you know, because <laughs> you know, as soon as they moved to the Big Ten, they they, they had immediate regret. They're like, yeah, this is not what we thought it was. Yeah, true, true. They had they have not been relevant since. So yeah, I think I think they're gonna call the once they get a new coach, once they fire uh, Frost, they're gonna call the Big Twelve back and be like, hey, can we please just come back? I, like, like, come I, on, <laughs> like please. Please, we'll pay y'all. <laughs> Please, we'll do anything, man. It's like, come on, let's let's just make this work. Give us, give it one more, one last shot. Come on. <laughs> no, that yeah, that right, would be right some now. Shit. They're, the, they're the Kentucky. They're the Vanderbilt. Or the oh, Big oh, I mean, the Big Ten. Oh. They just <laughs> okay. All right, and hold I, on. And I like Nebraska. And I like Nebraska. And it's just they got a Martinez quarterback for the last twenty years there. I mean, so you 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 you're sitting here and telling me that Nebraska is the Kentucky, the Vanderbilt of the uh, the Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten. Meanwhile, you know, Northwestern's in there, and don't worry, I like Northwestern, but I mean, I mean, Northwestern's in there. Rutgers is in the Big Ten. I mean, come on, man. Hey, have you seen Northwestern's uh, hype man coach? All right, yo, I love I love. Are you talking about uh, Fitzgerald? No, well, Fitzgerald. But I'm talking about like the he's like a. I don't dang it. I'm gonna have to show you the video. He got like a super tight shirt on, muscles, everything. Oh, tight, tight yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly yeah, what you're you talking know. about. Yep, yep. No, I dude, mean, with I, a guy like that, you gotta be, you gotta be notable in the Big Ten. Uh, also, shout out to all, you know, still talking about crappy teams, the Big Ten. Let's, let's let's look at Illinois. I mean, all right, come on, Illinois has been completely irrelevant, like 
their entire history almost. Hey, they did have Lovey Smith there for a little bit. Uh, I know. I was following them. I was following them every season, man. Lovey's my boy. Lovey's my boy. And then, um, then now they got Burt. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about some more college games here. Let's go do a quick recap of our week two college games. Uh, Appalachian State and Miami. Uh, Miami came out with the dub, 25-23. We didn't look good, man. I, I don't think we got a good squad. I think Derek King is very overrated, in my opinion, coming from Houston. Uh, talking about that earlier. But uh, uh, we just didn't look good. Shout out to the people that saved the cat. That's a weird-ass situation. Well, I don't know what the hell happened with that, but shout out to the cat being saved. Uh, you got uh, your, your squad, Penn State, getting the big dub, 44-13 to 13 versus Ball State. I mean, if you guys didn't win by that margin, I would have been disappointed. Uh, now, here's one of your predictions you didn't get, man. Uh, Memphis, 55, Arkansas State, 50. How you feeling? Hey, that, was a, that was a best right there. I mean – It was a hell of a it, game, it, though. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, we got we got Blackman and uh, Lane Hatcher, basically one-two quarterback situation there. Right. So, we're going to put up some points. I mean, was it was it at Memphis or was it at Arkansas State? Do what now? I think it was at I think it was at Arkansas State, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I was gonna say something else. But yeah, I mean, a robbery game. It would make sense for you to take that take that ill. Hey, but on the bright side, at least it was a close, good game. That that's always that's it, that's the if you're gonna lose, at least look at the bright side. Like you know, if you get blown out, where it's like shit, what was the point? Like, especially if you you didn't look good in any capacity. But if you at least lost and your team looked good, it's like ah, I mean, it sucks that we lost, but hey, we're still a good team. You know, we should, we're still building, especially since this is Butch Davis's first year. You know what I mean? Still building. I think there's a lot of promise for them Red Wolves. Uh, Betham Cookman, uh, you know, played at UCF, one of my squads. UCF dominated sixty three to fourteen. Love to see that. Uh, Hawaii, uh, another one of my teams here, lost Oregon State. No real surprise, man. We we got we got to get this quarterback situation taken care of. Our quarterback is so mediocre; it's, it kills me. But we lost forty five twenty seven. Uh, one of your squad, UCLA, was on a bye, and then Notre Dame barely getting out with the win, man. Thirty two twenty nine versus Toledo. Uh, Notre Dame has not looked super great. You know, this is the first season with uh, a new quarterback under the helm since Book went to the NFL. Man, how are you feeling as a as a Notre Dame supporter? You know, this was a close game here. Man, I'm always supporting Notre Dame, and they always let me down. <laughs> That's like, fair. Is this what it feels like to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? Yes, yes, it is. We'll ask that to our boy, Mr. Brady Dyer, Mr. Cowboy Dick Rodder at some point. We'll get his thoughts on that, too. See if that is what it's like to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. And then uh, some notable games we had this weekend. All right, let's go ahead and just air this out. Let's go ahead and just get out of the way. All right. Last week, Tyler and I both predicted that Ohio State was going to beat Oregon. Uh, but that is not that's not where we stopped the prediction. We made the prediction that Ohio State was going to beat the dog shit out of Oregon. And, uh, well, <sighs> ducks fly together. Uh, Oregon won 35-28. It's a close game, but Oregon came in and showed that, hey, that we're not a – you know, that just because we're part of the Pac-12 and that gives us a rank, whatever, that we are not just some – mediocre slap slap dick team like Notre Dame that we're actually a decent squad. Uh, I was shocked, shocked, completely shocked. This caught me off guard completely. Ah, what was your thoughts on this? Any thoughts, really? Uh, not really. Okay. Don't fuck up. 
Yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, Iowa, Iowa did get the dub of over uh, Iowa State, twenty-seven seventeen. Me and Tyler, we, we were riding with Iowa State on that one. That's kind of disappointing with our boy Brock Purdy over there. And then Texas, man, Texas takes the L to Arkansas, forty to twenty-one. You know, I am not an Arkansas fan. I, I personally, I'll go ahead and say it on this show. I hate the Razorbacks. I hope they lose. I'm not a fan. Um, but at the same time, it's like I did enjoy to see them get the win here because obviously they were the underdog because it brings some life to a rivalry that I completely respect. You know what I mean? Like this is a long dead rivalry because they just don't really play each other that often. They're going to play each other a lot more now coming to that, you know, with Texas coming to the SEC. But it was it was cool to see this dub because it's like I'm all about good college football rivalries. Like there's, there's some good NFL rivalries, right, that we get to watch year to year, you know, whether if it's players or teams or whatever. I mean, there when Ed Reed and Ray Lewis is playing, man, there was there that much watch, must-watch TV was Steelers-Ravens. Every both times that was must watch. Now I mean it's still a must watch, but not like it was. But college football, man, there's a different vibe to rival games in college football. So I, you know, anytime we can see a call, uh, a rival game like Arkansas Texas kind of get revitalized a little bit, I think that's a good thing. And I'm curious also to see if we're going to get to see a rival uh, kind of get revitalized with Arkansas Oklahoma as well because they were rivals at one point in time many many moons ago. But Fayetteville was popping after this game. Arkansas is ranked for the first time in, I think, since, like, what, 2019 or – no, like 2016 or something like that. Yeah, it was Salima's uh, uh, last year, I think, or something like that. Okay. Okay. Hey, thanks. Hey, Hunter, you're a chick, though. Have you seen the video of him talking uh, through the cops? Of Hunter? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Like, before the game was over? No, no, no. He said, he said just let him through. He's like – Take the goalposts now. Make sure they don't carry them up to the street. He's like, just let them through. We need this. And that is, I give him so much respect for that because they just got fined $100,000. And he's like, you know what? I'll just say it. I don't even care. He's like, let them have fun. Let them rush the field. I don't care what they do. He's like, just protect the coaches, protect Texas, but just let everybody down. And I'm not going to lie, dude. I got a goosebumps whenever that happens. I mean, I, I mean, I can get that, dude. You know, and I'm with you, you know, mad respect because at the end of the day, Arkansas has been a laughing stock. You know, Arkansas has been a laughing stock to the point where I know for a very little brief minute there was even talks of Arkansas going to the Big 12 at one point. You know, that there were some some talks just because of how irrelevant is, you know, how irrelevant Arkansas is in the SEC and in, in a few sports. You know, obviously they're one of the most dominant sports, you know, and one of the most dominant teams in baseball, a great basketball team. But those conversations did pop up. Hey, hey track and field. Track and Don't field, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, when it comes to football, they're a laughing stock. I mean, they are. You know, so you're right. You know, the, you know, for Hunter to come out and say, hey, we need this. We need this. You know, yo, shout out to him for that, 100%. I'm with you on that. Um, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead, though. Let's look ahead at week three, what we got coming up for college. Uh, for, for our squads, I got Michigan State coming to Miami. Miami is now 24th. We did lose two rankings, even though we won. You know, we didn't win pretty, obviously. Uh, and there were some other teams that, that had some good wins, Arkansas being one. They did get ranked, so we did drop a couple spots. Uh, you have 22 Auburn coming to, uh, coming to Penn State. Penn State now ranked 10th. Uh, for some other teams that we do support, UCF are going to, is going to Louisville. San Jose State led by Nick Starkle. 
uh, is going to Hawaii. Purdue is heading over to Notre Dame, who is now ranked 12th. Arkansas State is going to Washington. And Fresno State is going to UCLA, who's currently ranked 13th. And then some no- a couple notable games that we have going on here uh, for this week. Number one, Alabama is going to number 11, Florida. And number 19, Arizona State is going to number 23, BYU. Let's talk some college predictions. Tyler, you want to kick? You want to start us off here? What are some predictions you got lined up for this week? What's your thoughts for week three? Man, I got a, I got Penn State beating Auburn. I yeah. just, I mean, I love Brian Harson and everything, but man, I just got to keep going with Penn State till they prove me that they don't, they're not worthy of picking them every week. Fair enough. And uh, Florida needs to figure out their quarterback situation because um, they just keep giving us Emory Jones. But have you seen the stats of this? Uh, was it Richardson guy? Yeah, yeah, the Richardson. Yeah. That man is a walking touchdown every single time he touches the, touch the ball. Oh, dude, he's electric. Dude, every single time he touches the ball, he damn near produces a touchdown. And then not then not giving him a start for some reason. So I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Alabama on that one. Like, how can you not? not you know. Yeah, and then uh, Arkansas State going to to Washington. I want to pick Arkansas State. But then I seen them get beat by Memphis, and Washington is gonna blow the hell out the wall. <laughs> they gonna they gonna beat they gonna beat us by at least thirty one. Okay, by thirty one. Mark it now. It's probably it's probably gonna be fifty one to twenty. That's my guess. Mark it now. Okay, fifty one to twenty. Let me write it down. Fifty one to twenty. Right. Force the trade in fantasy, and if that's the score, I get one. I get one forced trade. And it's going to be with the guy that always uh, rejects me. Again, Waller. I'm getting Waller this week, baby. <laughs> I don't think you're getting – you got to keep in mind that uh, – you got to keep in mind Nate is a Raiders fan, man. You ain't getting Waller from him. I can send my whole damn thing. <laughs> and you still won't get it. <laughs> All right. Well, some predictions for me. I got a couple spicy ones. Uh, so, first off, uh, once again, like I said earlier about the Bears, I am a football fan first and then insert team name here second because I am a realist at the end of the day. I'm actually going to go against my, my squad, man. I'm going to say Michigan State's going to beat Miami. Obviously, I hope that's not the case. I want, I want Miami to win, but I just don't think that we look super great as a squad. Our defense, you know, we lost some key defensive players in the draft, you know, with Greg and Jalen, for example. Um, and I, I just don't think we're a great squad this year. I think we're obviously I think we, I think we're obviously a bowl winner. I think we can get to a bowl. You know, I don't think it's going to be like a, one of the top bowl games or anything. I think we're going to get to a bowl, win a bowl game. Cool. I think, I think that's 100% in our room of possibilities, but we, we got start clicking better on offense. I think De'Aaron King is very overrated. Horribly, horribly overrated. I like some of the freshmen that we have here. We've got some hell of a good, hell of a good freshman quarterbacks that's going to be good for our future, I think. But I just don't think we're a good team. I like what I'm seeing out of Michigan State right now. I think Michigan State is going to get the dub on us. I'm doubling down with you. Alabama is going to beat Florida. And then uh, here's a little bit of a spicy one for you, man. I'm going to say Purdue is going to beat Notre Dame. Uh, it's going to be a close game, but I think Purdue's going to get the job done. Notre Dame doesn't look super great. Like you said, it's like being a Cowboys fan. They always let you down. And uh, I think right now, I know Purdue has not played any top-tier competition. I mean, they just blew out UConn, of all teams, you know, who, who stinks. Uh, we'll probably drop down to U, uh, FCS level at some point. Um I know they have not played top competition yet, but I think Purdue looks really good right now. I like what I'm seeing out of the quarterback, uh, Notre Dame. I, I don't have the same feelings for it. 
Um, so I, I'm just I'm going to yeet it out there into the universe. Let's see if I'm right. Let's see if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, whatever. You know, it's very clear that I'm not great at calling the college games, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, now let's jump over to the NFL games. Let's do our predictions for the week here. Um, kick things off with our Thursday night game. Kind of a lackluster game. It's, at least it's a division game. Uh, but we got New York Giants going to Washington, who just lost Fitzy uh, for a few weeks. Tyler Heineke will be doing the start instead. Uh, Giants, <laughs> they looked terrible week one against the Broncos. Like There was a couple flashes with like Sterling Shepard looked pretty good. Uh, but, I mean, like they, they, they were all over the field, man. Uh, who do you got? for this game man I, I was gonna pick washington but then then i, I remember fifth magic's out yep he's back to this tragic man i'm gonna <laughs> say barkley's gonna pick it he's gonna pick it up and they're gonna they're just gonna hand him the keys and he's gonna run and he's just gonna run and they're gonna get the dose i'm uh, going giant Okay. I'm going to actually side with you. I'm going to go Giants. Um, I do like Tyler Heineke. I will be honest. I, I just, and I like the Washington defense a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to ride with Giants. First thought, best thought. All right. Next up, uh, New England, who just lost to, to the Dolphins uh, in week one, uh, are going to visit the uh, Zach Wilson led Jets. But, you know, so it's going to be a, you know, number two overall pick versus number 15 overall pick. So this should be kind of interesting. Who you got for this one? I'm a, man, I'm gonna take the Patriots because Mac Jones, he is, he's looking a lot older than 22 or whatever. He's looking like Tom Brady 2.0 out there. No, nah, dude, 100%. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to go Patriots as well. Uh, next up, we have Denver at Jacksonville. Denver, while they got the dub, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they looked super great last week. Jerry Judy did get injured. He will be gone for a few weeks. Uh, but Jacksonville, man, what, they didn't look too hot. So what's your thoughts? Man, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Denver. I'm gonna take Denver on this one. Denver, uh, unfortunately, I, I gotta keep we gotta, I gotta keep riding with that. I'm gonna keep riding with you. I'm gonna go Denver as well. I'm not I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of Jacksonville right now. I think they're gonna implode here soon. Uh, next up, you got your Buffalo Bills at Miami. I'm assuming you're just going Buffalo. Man, I wanna I wanna not pick Buffalo just so I don't get a damn loss on my record. But I'm gonna say Buffalo. Fuck it. It's just one one loss. <laughs> just one, he says. Uh, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go Buffalo. I think they're gonna figure it out this week. Uh, I think they're gonna get back on track. What about San Fran at Philly? This could actually be a really good game. Philly did not look bad week one at all. Yeah, man. I like I like Hurts. Like I know I wanted to, to like trade him, release him, whatever. But hey, that man is him is Smith. It's like it's like Alabama twenty nineteen version, you know what I mean? Right. Or twenty eighteen. That might have been twenty eighteen. I don't know. Who'd you say you were going? I missed it. I'm going Philly. Philly. Okay. Um. All right. So here's our here's our first difference. I'm gonna go San Fran on this finally. one. Finally. Yeah, I know. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we got we got we got to get some separation here, man. Uh, what about the Rams at Indy? I think this could be a potentially a pretty good game if Indy can kind of get, figure things out a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams on this one. Even though I love Indy, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm, I'm siding with you. I got to go with the Rams, man. I think Stafford I, – I think we are going to see an MVP-level Stafford this year. I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP, but I think we're going to see an MVP-level Stafford this year with the, with the piece they got around them. What about uh, about Vegas at Pittsburgh? Vegas getting a surprise win on Monday night after a hell of a game. Also, shout-out to the, to the Monday night Manning thing. That was phenomenal. I'm going to take – I'm gonna take the. Let's see. 
you know what? Okay, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Eventually, Najee's got to gotta break loose. Uh, I'm actually going to the Raiders on this one, man. I'm going to go to the Raiders, having a hot hand here. Cincinnati at Chicago. How you feeling on this one? Man, I guess I'm going to keep picking your team until y'all, y'all finally win. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I want to pick the Bears here. Um, I do, man. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a, but I just feel like I feel like we got a lot of stuff to figure out on defense. I, I really do. And uh, Cincinnati, man, they didn't look bad week one. They really didn't. Jamar Chase shocked us both. All right, let me go ahead and say he that. He really did. Uh, we they very much shocked us both. Did not have a single drop. All right, shout out to you, man. I was smelling a bust out of Jamar Chase. Uh, I'm gonna go Cincy, man. I'm gonna go Cincy. Uh, I, we we have got stuff. We have got to figure out our defense. We have got to figure out our defense. Uh, what about Houston at Cleveland, man? Cleveland, easy for me. Easy, easy. got there. <laughs> uh, New Orleans at Carolina. This could this could be an interesting game here. Uh, you think uh, you think James gonna eclipse 150 passing yards this game? <laughs> I think it's possible. We'll see. <laughs> you know what? Just write down the thing for me. All right, I got you. I got you. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Carolina, man. I actually really liked what I saw out of Sam Darnold Week One. I really did. I thought he was making some good throws, and I think they're just gonna kind of kind of figure it out and keep on rolling with it. But it would not shock me if the Saints, you know, coming off this dominant win Week One, if they they just dominate again this week. Uh, what about Minnesota at Arizona? I'm riding Arizona. Kyler Murray was one of my MVP candidates, and I do believe that. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a fucking hell of a year. I'm riding with I'm riding with the cards. I agree. I agree. Just go ahead and put them down for me. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Once again, Atlanta looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of three to twenty eight. So go ahead and put Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tom Brady, man, they're gonna come. He's gonna come spank the uh, the Falcons again. Uh, Tennessee at Seattle. Uh, Tennessee looked okay week one. Seattle, man, they looked pretty dominant. Russ was cooking. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go Seattle on this one. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ride with you again, man. We're not getting a lot of separation this week in our picks, but it's okay. We got we got multiple weeks to go. What about Dallas at the Chargers? How you feeling on this one? Dallas shocked us week one. Let's be real. Yeah, let's let's go Dallas. You know. I'm actually going to go to the Chargers on this one. Uh, I like I kind of liked what I saw of the Chargers. I think we're just going to keep on getting better. We're going to keep improving. Uh, what about KC at Baltimore for Sunday Night Football? We're going to go Kansas City till they, till they prove me wrong. I'm going to ride with you, KC. Uh, a, a Monday Night Football game that could be pretty interesting. If we see the same line squad that we saw in that second half against uh, 49ers and we see a better Packers team, this could be actually a hell of a Monday Night Football game. we got Detroit going to Green Bay. I'm taking the Packers on this one. I think they're going to bounce back. Yeah, I agree with you, except I'm just going to go ahead and take the lines just because I don't I don't see Aaron Rodgers really – I don't see him caring about this game right now. You know what I mean? Right. So, hey, two weeks in a row, they let everybody know. Right, go uh, Lions. <laughs> go Lions, he says. <laughs> That's going to be one of Tyler's new squads, man, chewing off kneecaps. 
Uh, all right, let's let's talk about some fantasy real quick here. Uh, so terrible fantasy league standings. Where are we at after the first week? Uh, we got Tyler's brother Tony one and zero. One of my boys Nate one and zero. I'm one and zero at three. Uh, one of my boys Jimmy is one and zero at four. J Mac is one and zero at five. Tyler, you're zero and one at six. Davin's zero and one at seven. Brady's zero and one at eight. Brandon's zero and one at nine. Andrew's zero and one at ten. Um, any quick fantasy thoughts you have here? Start, sits, trades you should look for, drops or ads, anything off the top of your head. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it now, man. If you've got, uh, if you got Tom, go ahead and start Tom. I think he's going to dice up the Falcons. Uh, I think I think Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, I think they are going to be the premier receivers for Tampa Bay for this season. I mean, if you got Gronk, obviously hold on to him. If you got Mike Evans, I would actually look to trade Mike Evans. I, I think Mike Evans' career is about to start going downhill, and it's not necessarily because he's bad. It's just because there's so much other talent around him. Uh, so I would definitely, if you got Mike, look to trade him, in my opinion. Uh, like I'm, I already mentioned earlier, I would look to pick up Eli Mitchell off the waiver wire, unless you already got him with the uh, with Raheem going down for San Francisco. Um, right now, off the top of my head, I don't really have any other like starts or sits, but you can go follow us at Twitter, at TerribleFBShow, uh, where Tyler and I will both be posting up fantasy thoughts uh, on Sunday mornings. But Tyler, you have any starts, sits, trades, drops, or ads right now that you want to throw out there? Yeah, um, I know a lot of people pick up Sammy Watkins like the first two weeks. Don't do it. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mark Ingram, if he's available, pick him up. It looks sure. like he's the lead back. And True. then he ran, what, 26 pounds? Yep. Hey, pick him up. Eli, I agree, pick him up. Uh, Kirk looks like he's the, what, the second, second receiver out there now. So pick him up if he's available. And I'm going to throw a random dude out there. Jawan Johnson, he's listed as a tight end wide receiver. Just go ahead and pick him up. And uh, now there's some guys I would say drop and drop immediately. It would probably be, let's see, man, Ezekiel Elliott. If you, if you have him, just try to trade him for literally anything at this point. Like, I don't, I don't care if somebody's offering you, let's say, like Kenny Galladay, take him. Because he, he's looking like straight Garbo right now. Oh, and then wow, any, man. yeah, and any Dallas receivers, just go ahead and pick them up. Dak's over here looking like he's in high school again, just swinging that ball, looking like Rand Hefley. Yeah, Cooper did put up 44 points week one. Cooper, who I have on my squad. Um, so, you know, I definitely agree with you. If, if you got any really Dallas receivers um, that you can try to trade for, or the, I know tr- Cooper probably will be tough to get traded for. Uh, but if you can trade for Lamb or, you know, Gallup, you can pick up. I definitely take a look at those because, uh, I mean, you're right. If, if Zeke, I, I don't think Zeke's going to be shit all season long. I, I think Zeke, you're right. If you got him, look to trade him. Um, but I do think um, that this is going to be a heavy pass game. I mean, Dak threw for over 50 passes, which, again, like I said, you don't want to happen. You don't, but it did happen, and I think it's going to happen more this season. Um, I will say some other trades to potentially look at. If you got Aaron Jones, uh, potentially trade him, and I'm not going to necessarily go against anything I said earlier about not worrying about the Packers. It's just more so I really think this season you're going to see a lot of split reps between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So if you have an opportunity to sell sell Aaron for a decent price – uh, definitely take a look at that. Um, off the top of my head, that, that that's all I've got. Um, 
at this time. You know, for Rams receivers and Seahawks receivers, those are always tough. You know, Tyler, I messaged you about this because I got DK and obviously Tyler Lockett popped off. Where it's dude, those those receivers are so tough about who you should get because you never know who's going to pop off. You know what I mean? In this term, because I, I know you have Robert Woods, for example. Well, yep. you're, you're in the same boat as me. You got the opposite guy of the one that popped off. Cooper Cup popped off with points. Uh, Robert Woods did okay. DK did okay. Tyler Lockett popped off. Those are tough. You know, those are tough to say what you're going to do. But uh, like I said, go follow us at Twitter at TerribleFBShow, and you can get more detailed fantasy thoughts. We'll be putting out starts and sits. Like I said, we had some, we had some hits. We, we did have some hits. We had a couple misses, uh, which, you know, that will always happen. Fantasy such a uh, – unpredictable game. It's tough to say who's going to get what, uh, but we did have some decent hits and I think we'll continue to get some better hits as, as the season goes along. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for the show. I think we've kind of hit everything that we needed to hit for sure. Uh, Tyler, do you have any last thoughts before we get out of here, man? Uh, thank you for taking a uh, brand new cook off my hands and giving me a law. <laughs> and, uh, uh, still, still fuck you for that. And, uh, go Bill. Oh, man. Hey, hey, you're the one that sent me the trade. I just hit accept, dude. I didn't expect you to send it to me. Uh, man, I sure did a coach and miss or whatever and vetoed that. Like, you vetoed my, my Josh Allen. Okay, hold on. All right, hold on, hold on. Stopping the music. We have to address this. We got to address We got to air this out. All right, hold on. I vetoed that first trade because that was a dumb fucking trade, and you know it, all right? Everyone exactly. can agree to that one. The second trade, I only vetoed that because you two were still discussing a trade with the same players that you already traded. So I vetoed it so you guys could still work your trade. All right? Well, let me go ahead so and air that I, out. I said if you veto, I'm swapping Henderson out with the wide receiver. And he said, no, you ain't getting any of my wide out. Uh, that was the end of the trade. Well, you guys should just resent the trade. I would have, I would have pushed it. I he only denied it because you guys were talking trades. No, we done, we done accepted everything. We moved on from it. And I asked if you was gonna veto it, and you said thinking about. Oh, well, that was. It. See, hold on, hold on. Me saying thinking about it was just me joking around. Let's let's go ahead and get that out of the way. All right, I'm not trying to sabotage anyone. I swear. I think there was just a misunderstanding on my end. That's all it was. My fault. All right, you know my. Look, I look, I already apologized to you. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you guys were still working. I thought you guys were trying to edit the deal. So that's why I canceled it so you guys could send a new deal. Now I will say on a fault of mine, I should have also included in my message when I said, Hey, I'm gonna because all I said was I'm gonna I'm gonna deny this for now so you guys can figure out the deal. I should have specified if you guys don't figure out a new deal, just resend it. You know, that, that's on me. But you guys were in heavy trade talks, all right? So yeah. that's my fault. I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post this, the picture on Twitter, and let's let's have other people decide. I mean, how they would how they would interpret it. I mean, there was some there was some misinterpretation there. All right, on my end, on your end, you know, we both kind of you know misunderstood each other. It happens. We'll get better. We'll keep it moving. I'm not trying to sabotage anyone. I swear. You know, I, I promise. Scouts honor. I'm not a scout, but scouts honor. Uh, but anyway, uh, that'll do it for this show, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you didn't, eh, oh, well, it's a terrible show. We know it. You know it. But, hey, we're here to have a good time. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Like I said, go follow us on Twitter at TerribleFBShow for some fantasy thoughts, for general news, for what's going on in the league. Uh, and with that said, see you guys next week. Hopefully all your teams do absolutely phenomenal. Go Bears. Let's get it.